0: Today on Jewish Voice, we explore the last 24 hours of Jesus' life, a day that changed history forever. Join Rabbi Jonathan Burness as he explains that final day, a day of suffering that ended in hope and salvation for the world, for you. A special teaching from the streets of Jerusalem, and it starts now.
1: Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you To understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith and world events surrounding Israel today I'll be walking step by step through the last 24 hours of Yeshua's life and then a little later in the program I'll talk about a Jewish holiday we're celebrating today called Purim now when I left off yesterday I was talking about the suffering the agony that Yeshua experienced in the gardens of Gethsemane as he left the Passover Seder meal and went to pray with his disciples. And there's two points I brought out that I want to mention again today. First of all, Yeshua asked his disciples, his closest disciples actually, to stand and pray with him, to keep watch with him, and of course they fell asleep. This is an exhortation, I believe, to all of us, not to sleep, but to be watchful and pray. And I believe that that one hour is a great standard. Listen, this is a relationship with God. And you need to spend time in His Word and prayer daily. You need to cultivate that relationship. And all of that will be invested spiritually. And you will reap that back. So I really encourage you, pray, watch, spend time in His Word that one hour a day. And if you're not able, work up to it, just like exercise, and it will really dramatically Uh, change your life and help you to grow with the Lord. That's an exhortation that I see in the garden. And the second thing is where Yeshua makes this statement in the midst of this suffering, Lord, if it's possible for this to come to pass for me, it's not just the crucifixion he's facing, but the reality that he's gonna be separated from his Father and bear the sins of the world. And he says, if it's possible, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And I think that's a great prayer for all of us. You'll always hit the bullseye if when you hit that fork in the road and you have to make the right decision, you pray, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Now, from the garden, Yeshua was betrayed. He was taken by the temple guards to the home of Caiaphas for judgment. Why Caiaphas? because Caiaphas was the head of the Sanhedrin and this was his religious judgment. Now they couldn't sentence him to death because of the Roman rule. It was the Romans that had to make that decision, but this is the religious tribunal that he now faces. I traveled to Jerusalem with my film crew to actually capture step-by-step those last 24 hours of Yeshua's life. In the clip that I'm going to show you now, I explain what happens when he arrives at Caiaphas's house, the home of the high priest.
2: Jesus was arrested based on the false accusations of religious leaders who wanted him and his radical message silenced.
1: After uh, Jesus was arrested, he was led by the guards of the Sanhedrin down the slope through the Kidron Valley to the home of Caiaphas to be judged by the Sanhedrin. These are actually stairs from the Roman period. In other words, these are the very steps that Yeshua would have been led up to be judged almost 2,000 years ago. Just amazing to think that he may have actually stepped on these very stones.
2: These stones lead to the traditional site of the house of Caiaphas, the high priest. Under these remains, archaeologists found a first century dungeon. It's very possible that it was in this dungeon that Jesus was imprisoned while Caiaphas and the Sanhedrin, the religious court of Israel, tried and found him guilty of blasphemy. Since they had no authority under Roman rule to carry out their sentence, they determined to turn him over to the Roman officials for judgment. While this was going on inside, outside in the courtyard, one of his disciples, Peter, had followed his rabbi, having promised never to deny him. Mark records the story in chapter 14, beginning in verse 66. Meanwhile, Peter was in the courtyard below. One of the servant girls who worked for the high priest came by and noticed Peter warming himself at the fire. She looked at him closely and said, you were one of those with Jesus of Nazareth. But Peter denied it. I don't know what you're talking about, he said, and he went out into the entryway. Just then, a rooster crowed. When the servant girl saw him standing there, she began telling the others, This man is definitely one of them. But Peter denied it again. A little later, some of the other bystanders confronted Peter and said, You must be one of them because you are a Galilean. Peter swore. A curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know the man you're talking about. And immediately the rooster crowed a second time. And Peter remembered how Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. So Jesus had prophesied to Peter that Peter would deny him. And it happened just as Jesus had said. Peter denied Jesus three times in here, in this courtyard the courtyard of the home of Caiaphas.
1: We've got to take a quick break. When we return, more on those final 24 hours of Yeshua's life. And later in the program, I'll be reading the Purim story to a wonderful group of children. It was a lot of fun. It even got a little rowdy. You won't want to miss it. Stick around.
0: here at jewish voice our mandate is to proclaim jesus the messiah to the world to the jew first and also to the nations one key way we do this is by ministering to the physical needs of some of the poorest people in the world in helping them we share god's love and the good news of yeshua jesus today we are urgently preparing to bring humanitarian aid to a remote lost tribes community in barangua zimbabwe Lemba. This faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of Israel, the priestly tribe of Aaron, and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We urgently need the help of friends like you to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and the thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, children, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. You can help save lives, but we must act now. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you a DVD by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus that was highlighted on today's program. His final footsteps, retracing the last 24 hours of Jesus's life. In this inspiring presentation, filmed on location in Jerusalem, Rabbi Burnus takes you step-by-step through the most important 24 hours in history. He starts at Jesus's final Passover in the upper room, and retraces the Messiah's footsteps until his body is laid in the garden tomb. As you follow Jesus in his last pivotal hours on earth where he made the ultimate sacrifice for you, it will deepen your understanding of the great love he has for you and the many blessings that will unfold when you choose to follow him. Along with it, we also want you to have this final footsteps devotional made up of 24 different devotions it takes you through each of the last 24 hours of Jesus' day on earth his final conversations his final meal and even his final breath it's a wonderful reminder that his life death and resurrection brings all believers eternal life if god has blessed you with the means to share a gift of 125 dollars or more today to help bless some of the neediest people on earth, we'll send you all of the gifts just mentioned and this beautifully crafted one-of-a-kind Jerusalem landscape, which is a unique design made just for Jewish voice. It's an exquisite representation of the ancient holy city and would look wonderful displayed in your home or office. And it also serves as an excellent reminder of how important it is to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, to let Israel know they are not alone. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid and to help countless others around the globe, please call or click now. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call or click right now. This entire week as we lead up to Easter, or
1: as I like to call it, Resurrection Sunday, I'm teaching on the final 24 hours of Yeshua's life. Uh, very, very dramatic. And this is the day that changes the world. It's the day that changed our life because we can look back and appropriate the redemption that came through the obedience of the Messiah, the Son of the Living God, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. And what's so astounding to me, what's so moving to me, is that this is not only the Messiah, this is the Creator of all things. In the beginning was the Word which is a name for the Messiah, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and then John chapter 1 tells us all things were created by and through him. At any moment, he could have stopped this thing, but he was fulfilling prophecies that were written hundreds of years before he was ever born. Very specific prophecies that told us He would that the Messiah would be despised and rejected, that told us the Messiah would actually be crucified, Psalm 22. That's what Paul says. He says, that which I received, I delivered to you, that the Messiah died according to our sins uh, to fulfill Scripture, that he rose again according to Scripture. This was a scenario that was laid out before the foundation of the world, and now Yeshua as the obedient Lamb of God, the Passover Lamb of God, as I talked about yesterday, the Lamb in the prime of life that was sacrificed so that the blood could be applied to the doorposts of the children of Israel so that the angel of death would pass over, is now giving his love, his life, shedding his blood so that we can be redeemed eternally, so that the angel of eternal death now passes over us. It's a perfect fulfillment or filling full of the Passover redemption that we read about in Exodus chapter 12. Now he's saying this is my blood which is shed for you, my body which is broken for you, and he goes through this judgment, just as the Passover lamb was roasted, which is symbolic of judgment, Yeshua is facing judgment. First at the home of Caiaphas where he's rejected by the Sanhedrin, the representatives of Israel, and then on to be rejected by uh, the Roman authorities and sentenced to death. So he's obediently doing this, fulfilling all of the scriptures. In fact, over 300 written hundreds of years before he's ever born. This is prophecy being fulfilled in those last 24 hours. Here's another clip from our DVD called His Final Footsteps where I'm on the steps of Caiaphas's house explaining how messianic prophecy is being fulfilled as Jesus is before the Sanhedrin. Take a look. Another messianic prophecy that tells us, uh, gives us a very different picture. It says, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The arm of the Lord is a picture of the redemption of the Lord through the Messiah, the arm of the Lord. This is symbolism for the Messiah. And then it says, he grew up uh, before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. Now look at this. He has no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. This is an incredible prediction of the suffering and rejection of the Messiah. This is fulfilled very specifically here at the house of Caiaphas when accusations are leveled against Yeshua. Specifically also he opened not his mouth. We're told that he would actually not open his mouth when he he was judged. Look at this. We all like sheep have gone astray, each of us has turned our own way. The Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted. Verse seven, look at this. Yet he did not open his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter as a sheep before her shearers is silent. so he did not open his mouth. So we have Bible prophecy written hundreds of years before Jesus is ever born being directly fulfilled here at the home of Caiaphas as the Sanhedrin gathers and makes false accusation against him and he opens not his mouth." Now one other interesting thing I want to point out about this trial is that they insist that he responds. The high priest said to him, look at verse 63, I charge you under oath by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Christos, the anointed one, the Mashiach. Are you the Messiah? The son of God and Yeshua's response at this point for 64 is yes it is as you say there's those that uh, believe that Yeshua was a good prophet a rabbi a, a, a teacher a wonderful teacher a good man but he never claimed to be the Messiah and yet right here before the Sanhedrin he made it clear yes I am I am the Christos I am the Mashiach I am the one promised in Isaiah 53 and hundreds of other prophecies in the, in the Torah and the prophets. I am He. And of course, the high priest at this point, after Yeshua says, not only am I the Messiah, but you will see me coming in the clouds of heaven, and speaking of His return. And at this point, the high priest tears his clothes and said, He is spoken blasphemy. Why? Because he didn't believe. His eyes were blinded. As we're told in Romans 11, there's a blindness covering the eyes of the people of Israel. Simply because Yeshua had to die, he had to lay down his life, this was part of the God's plan that there would be a blindness uh, that would, that would uh, keep them from recognizing who he was, that would bring about this process of judgment and ultimately uh, crucifixion. So that happened here as Yeshua was led up these very stairs most likely almost 2,000 years ago. I hope this teaching blessed you today. Uh, In fact, this week we're offering two great resources. The first one is a DVD that we produced and you saw pieces from this DVD. It was filmed on location in Jerusalem. It's called The Final Footsteps, retracing the last 24 hours of the life of Jesus. And along with that, we've put together a devotional, His Final Footsteps, it's 24 separate devotionals taking you through each of the last 24 hours of Yeshua's final day on earth. I think they'll really bless you, and I want to encourage you to get them. Uh, we want to make them both available. We want to sow them into your life because that day changed us forever. It changed me, and it will continue to change you. So I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. We'll continue the teaching. There's a lot more ahead. We'll be right back.
2: Make a memory of a lifetime by recommitting your love and renewing your vows on the Jewish Voice 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean Cruise. Join Rabbi Jonathan Bernus and his family April 16th through April 23rd and enjoy the beautiful white sand beaches and tranquil turquoise waters of St. Martin, St. Thomas and Nassau, Bahamas on one of the world's newest and largest luxury cruise liners. It's the perfect place to not only celebrate the miracle of Passover, but to rededicate your marriage to each other and to God. The the dedication of marriage vows will be officiated by Rabbi Jonathan Bernus under a traditional Jewish kuppah, the marriage canopy. You will also receive a beautiful certificate validating your continued commitment to each other, and the event will continue with a festive reception and formal dinner. Don't miss out on the perfect opportunity to share something meaningful with your loved one. Call 1-888-435-3787 or go to jewishvoice.org slash passover and renew your vows on the 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean Cruise.
1: Today, the Jewish community around the world is celebrating Purim. This is a holiday commemorating a miraculous deliverance of the Jewish people as told in the book of Esther. A few years back, I read the Purim story to a great group of kids, including my own girls, and they brought a bunch of props for the reading, Then they really got into it. There's not enough time to share the whole story today, so uh, I'll share an excerpt, and I'll start with the part where Haman asked the magicians to select a day to kill the Jewish people. Watch this. Haman? asked the magicians to select a day to kill the Jewish people. Using porim or lots, which were magic numbers, they chose the 13th day of the Jewish month Adar. Haman told Ashverus that Mordecai and the other Jews did not obey the king's law and should be killed. The king agreed to issue a royal order. Haman had gallows built so that Mordecai could be hanged. When Mordecai heard that his people were in danger, he sent to see his cousin Esther and begged her to try to change the king's mind. Mordecai told her to pray for courage. For three days and nights, Esther did not eat or sleep. On the third day, Esther went to the palace, and when the king saw his beautiful wife, he stretched out his golden scepter and invited her to come in. Esther did not wish to anger the king, so she did not tell him her reason for coming. Instead, she invited him to a banquet and asked him to bring Haman. When Ahasuerus and Haman arrived at Queen Esther's banquet, the king saw that she looked unhappy. What can I give you, he asked his wife. I am ready to grant you half my kingdom. Esther told them that a wicked man was planning to kill her and the rest of her people, the Jews. When the king demanded to know who, Esther pointed at Haman. The king appointed Mordecai to take Haman's place as chief minister and dressed him in royal robes of blue and white with a golden crown. To Esther he granted all of Haman's possessions. Boo Haman. The Jews were happy to be saved. On the 14th of Adar, they celebrated with great feasts. They sent gifts of food to their friends and to poor people throughout the land. Mordecai told them on that day each year, they should celebrate to remember how they were saved from Haman's evil plot. The holiday is called Purim after the magic numbers Haman's magician used. And Mordecai became a great man in the palace of King Ashaverus and many did many good things for the Jewish people. Yay! Come on! And that's the story of Purim. That taping was a blast, and it's fun to go back and look at that clip. We'll be right back with a final thought.
0: Here at Jewish Voice, our mandate is to proclaim Jesus, the Messiah, to the world, to the Jew first, and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by ministering to the physical needs of some of the poorest people in the world. In helping them, we share God's love and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus. Today, we are urgently preparing to bring humanitarian aid to a remote Lost Tribes community in Barangwa, Zimbabwe, the Lumba. This faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of Israel, the priestly tribe of Aaron, and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We urgently need the help of friends like you to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and the thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, children, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. You can help save lives, but we must act now. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you a DVD by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus that was highlighted on today's program. His final footsteps, retracing the last 24 hours of Jesus's life. In this inspiring presentation, filmed on location in Jerusalem, Rabbi Burness takes you step-by-step through the most important 24 hours in history. He starts at Jesus's final Passover in the upper room and retraces the Messiah's footsteps until his body is laid in the garden tomb. As you follow Jesus in his last pivotal hours on earth where he made the ultimate sacrifice for you, it will deepen your understanding of the great love he has for you and the many blessings that will unfold when you choose to follow him. Along with it, we also want you to have this final footsteps devotional, made up of 24 different devotions. It takes you through each of the last 24 hours of Jesus' day on earth, his final conversations, his final meal, and even his final breath. It's a wonderful reminder that his life, death, and resurrection brings all believers eternal life. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $125 or more today, To help bless some of the neediest people on earth we'll send you all of the gifts just mentioned and this beautifully crafted one-of-a-kind jerusalem landscape which is a unique design made just for jewish voice it's an exquisite representation of the ancient holy city and would look wonderful displayed in your home or office and it also serves as an excellent reminder of how important it is to pray for the peace of jerusalem to let israel know they are not alone Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid and to help countless others around the globe, please call or click now. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call or click right now.
2: Make a memory of a lifetime by recommitting your love and renewing your vows on the Jewish Voice 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean Cruise. Join Rabbi Jonathan Burness and his family April 16th through April 23rd and enjoy the beautiful white sand beaches and tranquil turquoise waters of St. Martin, St. Thomas and Nassau, Bahamas on one of the world's newest and largest luxury cruise liners. It's the perfect place to not only celebrate the miracle of Passover, but to rededicate your marriage to each other and to God. the dedication of marriage vows will be officiated by Rabbi Jonathan Vernis under a traditional Jewish kupa, the marriage canopy. You will also receive a beautiful certificate validating your continued commitment to each other, and the event will continue with a festive reception and formal dinner. Don't miss out on the perfect opportunity to share something meaningful with your loved one. Call 1-888-435-3787 or go to jewishvoice.org passover and renew your vows on the 2016 Passover on the Seas career. Caribbean Cruise.
1: Thanks for watching today. I'll be teaching on the last 24 hours of Yeshua's life again tomorrow, and I hope you'll join us. Also, for those of you celebrating Good Friday and Easter, or as I like to call it, Resurrection Sunday this week, I want to wish you and your loved ones a blessed day, for He has risen indeed. I want to close as I do in every program to remind you to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6 promises that those who love Israel and pray will prosper. Until next time, I'm Jonathan Bernice. saying shalom and God bless you.
2: Since 1967, Jewish Voice has provided humanitarian aid around the world while proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Jewish Voice has demonstrated God's love by providing medical care, eye care, and dental care all free of charge to some of the most impoverished people in the world. Your faithful support makes all of this possible. So please partner with us. Your generous gift helps transform lives by sharing God's love with those who desperately need it. Just call, click, or write. Thank you and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee.